Hi, welcome to the show. Now, at the recent Kit Plus show in Media City, UK, we met Kevin Leach, who was exhibiting for the first time as in quality. Building on the success of their browser-based SIP interface, IPDTL, they've recently launched a range of low-cost hardware codecs that take advantage of the Opus audio codec and SIP. Yeah, and pleased to say that Kevin joins us now. Welcome to this show, Kevin. So before we start, let's start by breaking down um, a few of the abbreviations. Maybe you can explain SIP, explain IPTTL DTL to anyone watching who might not be clear on what it all means. Yeah, so SIP is a telephony standard that's been around for some time now. You've probably heard of VoIP, voice over IP. SIP is probably the most common voice over IP protocol. The P stands for protocol, and the other words are session initiation protocol. So it's the signaling that's used to connect an internet phone call from, let's say, an office phone to another office phone, or in our world, from a broadcast audio codec to another broadcast audio codec. So what makes your new devices special? What, what sets them apart from other existing IP codecs that are on the market, SIP or otherwise? Well, probably the price is the first thing. Uh, our devices are remarkably okay. cheap, and that's because we actually build them uh, in a modular fashion with off-the-shelf components. We have um, worked on our own cases, but it's ultimately a Raspberry Pi computer in there. And we've even released uh, the firmware cool. for free on the internet. So you can actually download our firmware and build your own Raspberry Pi-based SIP codec if you're that inclined. That's the cheapest way, but why do that when we can sell them to you for uh, £149 for a, a very basic headless one such as this and then they go up yeah. to our new XLR version uh, which I have one here and uh, as the name suggests it's got XLR inputs and outputs on the back uh, yeah, and those are £400 so um, so the, I mean the yeah the price is is the main thing and um, also the interoperability our codecs are designed unlike some codecs they're designed to be connected with other manufacturers codecs sometimes with other manufacturers you think they've designed them not to connect with other manufacturers but I'll, I'll let you decide uh, which ones I talking about so i guess that brings on nicely is i mean why is a company have you invested so heavily in sip when you know many other codec manufacturers prefer their own proprietary signaling methods well it's a good question and I, I, we've always been about interoperability. We first of all launched IBDTL nine, ten years ago now, and um, that was proprietary, even though it was using the Opus WebRTC um, standards, which were being built into the web browsers, mm. Google Chrome, etc. At the time, um, it was it had its own signaling method. It wasn't using SIP, and therefore it wouldn't connect to anything else. And we quickly realised that to make it more useful, we'd want to be able to make phone calls and receive phone calls and to dial ISDN calls so it was made backwards compatible with ISDN and therefore uh, to do all of that the best way to do that was to adopt a standard SIP was the obvious standard to choose and I mean maybe I'm being unfair to some codec manufacturers because most audio codec manufacturers do support SIP in some shape or form um, but it's not always at the forefront mm. of, of their design uh, when when they're building their products so we wanted to put something out there which was designed 
to connect with everything. So like I say, phones, ISDNs, uh, and other SIP hardware, hardware, including off the shelf. I mentioned office phones, you know, you can connect from, uh, standard VoIP phones through to our services and vice versa. And likewise, you can connect between our web browser system, IPDTL, and our SIP codec. So it's, it's a whole, uh, ecosystem of ours, which also uh, uh, connects to a, a wider ecosystem in the wider world. So, you've 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 shifted your focus towards hardware, SIP-based hardware. Does this mean you're turning your back on WebRTC and, and browser-based applications that you were already offering? No, I mean, there are now many WebRTC browser-based applications on the market, which is great. It does mean that uh, it looks like it's mm. here to stay, which is good for us. Uh, but we've uh, made our unique selling point, the SIP interoperability. And now uh, it's, you can think of IPDTL now more as a browser-based SIP interface than just another right. WebRTC uh, audio point-to-point yeah. uh, -point system. Uh, therefore, no, we, we see these, um, we see our new XLR SIP codecs and USB SIP codecs as just part of that ecosystem. Uh, so, you, for instance, you can have somebody using the browser application at one end, and you can have that call being received on one of the hardware codecs at the other end, or vice versa, or any crazy combination of those things. It's, it's worth mentioning IPDTL can receive up to six remote connections at any one time. So you could have six different SIP uh, uh, codecs connected through to the web browser on a computer, for instance. So people may be wondering, Kevin, why they should or need to invest in this type of technology. I mean, where's the return on investment for this? I think for a start, as, as I mentioned, the investment's fairly low compared to um, spending, you know, over a thousand pounds on uh, an audio codec, for instance. These are far more cost effective. So, for instance, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, radio stations send these to their presenters and regular contributors uh, in their homes, especially with the pandemic in the last 18 months, um, in the way that they wouldn't have been able to do with more expensive uh, codec. So there's that, um, and therefore the scalability of them. Uh, the flexibility, because like I say, in this transitional period, some people are still using ISDN, some people are trying uh, other things, and gradually most broadcasters, radio broadcasters, are moving over to using SIP. Uh, then uh, this gives you that flexibility of being able to actually connect to the older systems and uh, to the newer internet-based systems all from the one unit. And I, I, I suppose thinking about your audience, who uh, uh, many of which are working mm. uh, on the more television uh, and film video side of things, these things come in really useful for uh, event production where you'd in the past you'd have used a TBU, a telephone balance unit for a, a, a four-way comm yeah. circuit, for instance. Uh, these things make a real neat little comm circuit to connect between, let's say, an OB truck and your base, where previously you might have, I don't know, lashed up a mobile phone or or whatever it is that people uh, have been doing recently. And does this, does it, I mean, I kind of want to introduce uh, a slightly random question now. In that environment, is latency an issue? Uh, not much, no. Um, I mean, it's interesting uh, that we are currently using... 
It's interesting that we are currently using WebRTC uh, for the connection between yeah. you and I on uh, vMix, uh, which you're using. It's the same <laughs> kind of technology, and we're able to have a conversation here uh, without really talking over each there other. The latency of all of our services is pretty much the same. They're designed to be low latency. Opus, the audio codec, uh, of choice for us is a low latency codec. It was designed uh, for two-way yeah. uh, communication across the internet. So uh, no, you're, you're talking, uh, depending of course on distance and various factors, uh, you're talking well under 500 milliseconds uh, all up. Yeah. Mm. And cool. what can we um, what can we expect to come out next from the in-quality R&D lab, Kevin? Uh, good question. <laughs> I'll come back to you yeah. on that. We, we, we've definitely settled down uh, with our range of products uh, and services for now. Uh, right now, we're working on a little tweak to IPDTL and its sister product, Hybrip. Hybrip is another one of those uh, crazy acronyms. It's actually a combination of the word hybrid uh, for phone hybrid, like a TBU, and IP, so Hybrip. Right. Um, we're working on a little update for IPDTL and Hybrip just to make it a bit more intuitive and it's those things which you never get around to improving such as the credit card processing and how the subscriptions all tie up we're doing a bit of work on, on those things so <laughs> the boring answer is kind of mm -hmm. housekeeping right now mm -hmm. um, but Fair we uh, now that we've got this firm product range of the USB SIP codex and the XLR SIP codex. And by the way, XLR, this is yeah. the uh, touchscreen version of the USB that you can pop a USB mic in the side. Uh, we've got that product line nice cool. and solid now with these uh, nice new cases, which feel much more robust than the earlier versions that we rushed yeah. to market last year. So uh, we, we're kind of just settling down with those and um, and hopefully just tweaking them to make sure that everything's as solid and reliable as it can be. Yeah, looks good. Efficient, efficient scaling of, 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 of remote production, really, there, I think. For, for that's, that's, that's the way to look at it. So thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, it was good to see the products in the flesh at the recent show in Manchester, which was great. And if you'd like to find out more, then uh, do visit the InQuality website at InQuality.com. Thanks to Media Proxy for their support of Kit Plus TV, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.